Well, it's a great privilege to, uh, well, this is my last proper sermon as the pastor here, so uh, I'm going to give it everything I've got. There's lots of things I can get away with. <laughs> I've kept in the locker. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. Next week, we will be sharing a little bit, uh, but there'll be lots of other stuff happening, and we're going to have Mark here, who's going to be preaching, uh, Mark Hutton, which is going to be great. So, this week is week three of our Life in the Spirit. So, if you have your Bibles, open up at Romans chapter 8. There will be a verse or two coming up on the screen in a minute, but if you could look up Romans chapter 8, and we will go from there. So today, the title is A Life of Purpose in the... A Life of Purpose in the Spirit. And what does that mean? Well, as you'll see, the Holy Spirit leads us into our purpose. God designed things for us to do and to be from before the beginning of time. He has purpose for our lives in many different ways. Each of us has a unique purpose in Him. And one of the main jobs of the Holy Spirit is to lead us there. But he leads us from somewhere to there. And as we'll go through this, you'll see, that's what I want you to have in your mind. Where is he leading us? Is he leading us from here to there? And what areas of our lives do we need to allow him to do that, to lead us where we need to go? So before I get into it, we've got a video from Big Stu, our senior pastor. Here we go. Can you get the lights, please? Hello, everyone. God has a purpose for our life. We were not created to aimlessly drift through life. Finding purpose and meaning is all wrapped up with being led by the Spirit. When we follow Jesus, we find that we are never alone. The Holy Spirit becomes our guide if we let him. He leads us through every season of life and consistently leads us into our purpose. In fact, our verse today tells us that this guidance is a proof that we are children of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, Those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. Let's have a great day together. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Thank you, Stuart. If we could just keep the, uh, the, the verse up there from one of the slides, verse 14, well, that would be great. So as I read this, I'm going to start as a bit of a recap from verse 1 in chapter 8. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And uh, so if you look that up, what I'd like you to be thinking of is where is he leading us? What areas of my life do I need to allow him to lead me from this place to where he wants me to go? Because if, as Lorraine has said earlier, if he has put his hope in us, and we are now the hope of the world because of what is in us, we really ought to work out where he's taking us from and to where if we want to fulfill that purpose. Wouldn't you say? Isn't it worth taking that journey? So as you As I read this, try and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you and what is coming into your mind about things you need to address or look at. So starting at verse 1. 
So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. I hope you're picking up what he's saying. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Are we always thinking about things that please the Spirit? So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Who wants life and peace? Just one? Wow. You really don't want life and peace. <laughs> Let me ask that again. Who wants life and peace? Hallelujah. Who wouldn't want those things? However, there's something we have to do. We need to follow the Spirit and not ourselves. Well, it suddenly became a bit harder there, didn't it? For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never obeys God's laws and it never will. That's why those who are still under control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You may feel that you are sometimes. There may be certain things you can't help. But the truth is you have no obligation to go there because you are not controlled by your sinful nature, the old person. You have no obligation to follow that person and do what that person did. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life. Because you have been made right with God. That's an amen, hallelujah moment. (laughs) You have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead... He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Wow. Therefore, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. 
How many of us know what we ought to do, but don't? How many of us still struggle with the roundabout of sin in whatever form it is, or a way of thinking, or habits that we know aren't healthy, or fears that keep going round, we keep going back round the same circle? Can I tell you, you don't have to do that. Sometimes it can be as simple as believing that truth. Why are you doing that? You don't have to. No one is saying that you have to. You can stop it right now. Amen? For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will... You will... You will... Wow, there's a lively bunch today. Yeah, come on. For all who are led by the Spirit are, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Hallelujah. Wow. I once listened to a theologian. He described Romans, the whole book, as the high point of the Bible. If you get a grip of Romans 8, you get a grip of the whole Bible. Because some people struggle, think it's very deep. But they also say that Romans 8 is the high point of Romans. If you get to grips with what he's saying here, you get to grips with the whole message of what God is saying. So every verse that we've just read is gold dust to us. So can I just pray that you open your minds and your hearts to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. That this is the way to life and fullness of life and joy and peace and wonderful, exciting, adventurous living that you all want. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm trying to behave myself. Right, okay. So, that's why that didn't work. It's on the back. <clears throat> So what do we do? How do we get to this place where we are totally, continually led by the Spirit? How do we do that? I'm sure most of you, if I asked the question, do you want to feel that you're more led by the Spirit? Do you want to hear His voice more? Do you want to be braver to respond to what He says? I think we'd all want to do that. I want to do that. And I've realized over this whole transition process that... It's very easy to be ticking off the boxes and thinking about the next stage when actually it's the journey that matters. Because we know our destination is heaven with Jesus forever. I want to enjoy the journey. And I realize probably since Christmas I've, I've missed out on a bit of what the Holy Spirit's been trying to do and say because of that focus on other things. I want to enjoy the journey. I want to enjoy today as if it's my last day. Don't you? Isn't that the way to life and peace and fulfillment? That if we can extract the most out of today, wow, you will discover such a fullness of life. So, number one, see it on the screen. Where does he lead? Now, at least one of these will apply to everyone here. 
something here of what I'm about to read out, and I want you to be honest with yourselves and think, that's me. I need to allow the Holy Spirit to take me from there to here. Because God is good. Oh, by the way, the leadership team bought me this lovely little thing. Look at that. How good is that? Lorraine and I. Oh, I, I said before, I better say it's for Lorraine and I, or she'll really tell me off. <laughs> Slipped up badly. Look at that. How about that? Hey, God is good. Reminded every day. Uh, cheered me up. Us up. <clears throat> oh, I'm in trouble already. Anyway, thank you, team. It's a real blessing because God is good. Because the devil is bad. The devil is bad. Okay? And the Holy Spirit is wanting to lead us to a place. He's wanting to take us on this journey all the time. Over here, the devil is bad. You don't want to go there. That's the old person. Stay away from there. I'm taking you over here. Because this is where life is. He's taking us to repentance. He's taking us away from sin and death to righteousness. He's showing us Jesus. Every day he's trying to say, leave that. Come here. Jesus is here. I want to tell you about what he has done for you. He has set you free. Leave the past. Repent of it if you need to. Turn away and walk this way. He's pointing us to Jesus. He's trying to help us think, not think of ourselves less, but think about ourselves less. Think more of him. Think more of others. He's leading us on that journey. He's leading us on a journey of hate and bitterness and unforgiveness to loving God and loving people every day. And if you're thinking, well, he doesn't do that, well, he's trying to tell you. He's trying to say, leave that bitterness, leave that stuff that you don't like, come over here. And let me show you how to really love people. Let me show you how to love God with everything in you. He's taking from us from unholiness to holiness. A whole lifetime journey, day by day, he's sanctifying us. That means to make us holy. And do you know what holiness looks like? What does holiness look like? Jesus. He's taking us and showing us how to become like Jesus every day. The fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. He's leading us in the sanctification every day towards love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Who would like a bit more self-control? Who needs more self-control in whatever form? Okay, put your hands up, please. Right. We're going to take a journey today. The Holy Spirit is leading us towards self-control every day. Every day, gently, he's leading us by the hand. He said, come with me and let me show you. And the trouble is, we're not letting him do it. He's leading us from pride to humility. Every day. Pride says, I don't need help. I don't need you. I can do this. I don't want to admit my feelings. Well, we are going to be stuck here because this is where the devil resides. And he's trying to lead us by the hand. He said, no, I want you to admit that you need help. 
One of the greatest things you can do as a leader is be vulnerable. Very powerful thing. And that's where he's leading us. He's leading us from greed to generosity. He's leading us from laziness to motivation. Preach it, brother. And to fruitfulness and to diligence. I need a bit more diligence in my life. (laughs) I really do. He's leading us from apathy, where the devil resides, to passion. Who wants a bit more passion in their lives? Who wants to feel a bit more excited about life? Who wants to wake up each morning and go, yes! Woo-hoo! Give me my tambourine, because I'm off! <laughs> okay, you might not want that. But don't you want, do you know, every single one of you is a passionate person. You would just show it in different ways. Don't you want to let him take you by the hand? Because it's in you. And if you would let him take you on that journey, suddenly the things you said yesterday, and you say the same things today, things will change. Because you've allowed him to rise, raise the passions in you. He's taking us from hopelessness Who sometimes feels a bit hopeless? Okay, you don't need to put your hands up, but that's okay that you did. It's okay. Not taking notes. (laughs) We're a bunch of hopeless individuals, aren't we? That's not what God wants. And the Holy Spirit, day by day, is wanting to take your hand and show you hope. He's wanting to lead you. There is hope. You don't need to rest in hopelessness. This is where I'm taking you. Will you let me take you there? From death to life. From fear to courage. I could go on. I've got a long list. He's leading us from these things which were not of God, which were dealt with on the cross, and he's leading us to the other side, to where Jesus is. And the question is, do you want to take that journey? And will you allow him to lead you there? From chains to freedom. From a boring, unfulfilling, meaningless existence to an adventure like no other. You know, I I read a lot about um, how the Holy Spirit leads. And a lot of it is he does it gently with, with persuasions and that kind of language, which is true because it's our choice. But this is the God of the universe in us saying, I think it would be a really good idea, Barry, if you just let me take your hand, come over here, come this way. Be really, really good. It's really exciting. Be really, no, I don't feel like, oh, come on, it'll be love. You'll enjoy it. It'll be really good. And I suppose he does that. But I love the adventure of it. I love the excitement that he said, guess what? Let's go and do this. If you say this, this is going to happen. If you do this, this is going to happen. I love the on-the-edge bit of the Holy Spirit, where you, the unexpectedness, you don't know what's going to happen. I want to I live in that all day long. I know it might be quite exhausting, but I want to live on that edge. If God doesn't show up, this is going to be disastrous. He's got that exciting edge. Come on, jump on my shoulders. Come on, let's go and do this. He's leading us to the truth. John 14, 17 says, He will guide you into all the truth. 
John 16, 13. He leads you to love and depend on the word. He's leading you towards his purpose. Number two, when does he lead? Always, continually, all day long. He's wanting to talk to you. He's wanting to speak to you and show you the way. If you've been a Christian 40 years, even more so, you've still got a lot to learn. I've, the more you learn, the more, more you realize you don't know. And the Greek word that's used to, in this verse to say to be led, it said to direct the movement of an object from one position to another. So he's taking you on a journey. But it's to move continually. You don't just stop. I wonder sometimes when we stop, do we start to lose the focus where we just don't hear him as much as we did? Instead, he's saying, no, this is a continuous walk. Sometimes it might slow down. Sometimes it might speed up. But we've got to remember every day he's continually leading us from here to there. All day long. And I don't mean that you stop at the traffic lights on your way to work and go, shall I turn left or right? Because he's probably like to say, well, what's the quickest way to work? Shall I wear red socks or blue? Because the, the fate of the universe depends on it. <laughs> but he is leading us all day long. As I said before, will you let him? Number three, who does he lead? Well, it says, all who follow the leading of God's Spirit are God's own sons and daughters. If you've given your life to Christ, it's you that he's leading. There are consequences if we stop listening, if we stop praying and reading our Bibles, and you wonder why you feel hopeless and lost without purpose, and things start to affect your mind, it's because you've taken your eyes off this journey. You've taken your eyes off Jesus and the Holy Spirit leading you. You've stopped. But that can change in an instant. We can make a decision. Oh, take my hand again. I need it. I want to get back on the journey. You've, we stopped back here. Who does he lead? It's you that he's leading. And the Bible calls us the holy ones, the royal priesthood. You're no longer sinners. Because that's not what the Bible says. So the term sinners saved by grace, yeah, is technically true. But actually, you're sinners no more because the Bible calls you saints. You're the royal priesthood. We are saints who... Maybe sin now and again, but we're saints nonetheless. He has made us holy. So even though he's taking us from this place to here, he's already made us perfect, holy, forgiven. That's why you can take this journey towards living it out. And the final one, how does he lead? 
Well done, chaps. Well, think of uh, a shepherd leading a sheep. And I do a lot of walking in fields. And uh, I do come across a lot of animals here and there. And uh, the sheep always run away. The cows are a nightmare because they just run after me. I have been trapped in the corners of fields. I, there's a, a walk near Kimberley Hall, and I, they, there's a bridge you're not meant to cross. I went on the bridge, and this herd of cows came up after me, and I couldn't get past. And I was, <laughs> I was standing on the edge wondering, if they charge me, I'm going to have to jump in the river. This is true, right? And I thought, no, no, I'm just going to have to go for it. So I just turned and went, wah! <laughs> and they all went, Woo! And they all turned and ran away. <laughs> That's happened more than once. <laughs> so, so I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. I'm being led by the Spirit. They were frightened by my magnificence. No, <laughs> they weren't. They're just a bit daft and a bit scary. <laughs> but sheep will not come anywhere near you unless it's the shepherd. The sheep run when I go anywhere near them. <laughs> The physical sheep, the real sheep in the field. So I'm glad you've stayed for this long. It's my last sermon. Come on, give me some grace. Um, But you belong to him. If you've given your life to Christ, you belong to him. It's his voice. We should recognize it as the sheep do. They recognize him very quickly who's the real shepherd and who isn't. That's the place the Holy Spirit's taking us to so that that's the Holy Spirit. I know it's him, and I'm going to do what he says. Most of us don't always do what he says, me included. But don't we want to get to that place where we go, I'm just going to do it. I don't care the cost. I don't care what happens. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to say it. And Father, I want to ask for your forgiveness for the times, particularly this year, that I haven't done that, that I've allowed myself to get lost in the busyness and everything that's going on. And I've missed you, and I've gone back to some things over here. And I just wonder as I pray whether some of you will say your own prayer. Father, I want to turn from those things. I repent of those things, and I want to start walking faster with you. I want to start walking more into the purpose you have for my life. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you would impact each of us here to take that walk with you again to intensify that walk, to grab your hand more firmly and say, let's do this. Let's do this. Because he has placed his hope in you. I wonder if I can have a keyboard. And the keyboard player would be good. (coughs) So how do we do it? Well, we need to learn to hear his voice. But before that, we've got to surrender to him. We've got to admit that we haven't been doing it. We've been doing things our own way. We've been putting our own selfish ambition and desires and pride and greed and all those things before him. So just as Joe plays, just take a minute to submit to him and surrender to the leading of the Holy Spirit afresh. If you need to say sorry, do that. If you need to repent, Why don't you just do that right now in your own way? It may be over a particular thing, but just take a minute to do that.
so grateful for your spirit. Thankful that you're here. Thankful that we're now temples of the Holy Spirit and that you dwell in us. I want to live a more radical life for you. I want to be a man on fire for you, Father. So I confess I haven't always listened to your spirit leading me. And I'm sorry for that. But I want to change that right this second. And I want you to lead me from death to life. And peace and joy. I want you to lead me into the wonderful adventure that is walking with you.